Hey, it's Aaron. And I'm Sarah. And this is 31 Nights of Scary Shit. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. We're here. We're back. We're at it. We're doing things. We are doing things. It's happening. Yes. We're recording back to back, so we don't have a lot of dialogue up top we don't but i can do my plugging right now do the plug instead of doing the plugging at the end so make sure you follow us on facebook and instagram at 31 nights of scary shit make sure you check out our blog 31 nights of scary shit.com make sure you send us an email at 31 nights of scary shit <laughs> at gmail.com aaron was doing a very weird dance so if you have weird dance stories send us emails about them have you danced with a ghost we want to hear about it have you found weird shit in your wall we want to hear about it if you have good ideas for historical scary stories for next month, please send them to us, 31 nights of scary shit at gmail.com. Make sure you support our endeavors to get some better audio equipment by donating to our Venmo at Podcast 31 Nights or on our Buy Me a Coffee. We will send you free shit if you send us money. We like to send free shit. We have free shit to send. So just maybe give us some money. <laughs> that sounds very strange. Um, but yeah, so those are the plugs so that we can get right into this episode, Aaron. Okay. We're getting into it. We are getting into We're it. We're into it. I'm pumped about this. All right. Again, this is not my wheelhouse, this cryptid theme, but. Don't, so don't do the pop-up thing where you're like, here's a reason why it's not going to be great. It's going to be great, Aaron. Well, it might not be great, but. I don't think it's going to be that bad. So the episode took a really different focus from what I was originally going to do because I intended to devote all of this entirely to one cryptid. And then I went, Hmm, can I get enough content on this one cryptid? But then I was like, Oh, I could, you know how I love to do a category. Mm -hmm. So I decided to go with shapeshifters. Ooh. And ah. I wanted to do a shapeshifter on every continent. I don't know if Antarctica has them. Do you think they do? No. No. What? Antarctica? <laughs> there's no people that live there. Well, well, actually, there are people that live there, but they're not. There's well, there's no way that there would even be like a story. Okay. Is so, Antarctica considered a continent? So six of these seven continents, I was trying to get a shapeshifter for all six, and I only ended up doing four, but it's all right. Four is good. Is more four than enough. Is, yes. You're killing it. Okay, so I just want to say this, because I feel this is really important. I've concluded that really all humans are shapeshifters. Now hear me out. What? <laughs> we don't inhabit the same body throughout our lives. Our bodies are always changing. We grow in height. Sometimes we shrink as we age. We gain or lose weight. We put on more muscle, grow hair, lose hair, etc. We're constantly going through changes in our outer appearance and in our biology. Okay. Creative storytellers capitalized on this and invented stories like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh. X-Men. Love X-Men. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Also a great one. Shapeshifters are prevalent in mythology. Zeus, for instance, changed his shape to seduce or rather rape female victims. Yeah, I was about to be like, he actively raped people. <laughs> Proteus. Or Pro Proteus, Proteus, a sea, Proteus yeah. a sea god could change his shape when enemies approached him. Yep. Or gods turned people into other things, like Athena turned Arachne into a spider. Yeah. Zeus transformed, how do you say it? Lycaon? Lyca Lycaon? I have to see the word. L-Y-C-A-O-N. I need to see the word. 
L Y C A O N. I might have spelled it wrong. Like lycanthropy. Um, I think it's lycaon. Lycaon into a wolf oh, trying yeah. to trick Zeus into eating human flesh. See where I'm going with this? Which leads me into the first shapeshifter. Werewolves suffer from lycanthropy. I'm going to talk about a specific type of werewolf whose origins are from the French and Cajun culture. Ooh. Now, I totally borrowed this quote because I really liked it because I wanted to set a scene. Don't go too deep into the dark woods or wetlands in Cajun country at night. You might find yourself face to face with a tall, terrifying, bloodthirsty creature called the Rougarou. He stalks through the sugarcane fields looking for prey, tearing his victims apart, drinking their blood, and then turning them into unworldly beasts as well. Okay, wait. He tears them apart, drinks their blood, and turns them into other things. That's he is a busy dude. That's what I said. Even if you don't believe that he's real, you may want to take precautions to stay out of his way. And I borrowed that quote. From? Um, her, la- her last name is Hingle, and I forget what the site is. <laughs> I was going to be like, are I, we going to cite her properly? Her name is... Yeah, I, Hingle. I, I did a work Hingle site. Tingle. I did an in-text citation. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the authenticity of yes. your citation. So, much like how geographic characteristics of the mountains in West Virginia inspire legends, so did the mysterious swamps of Louisiana. And if you've been to Louisiana or been to New I Orleans, love Louisiana. very mystical kind of place. Very misty, too. Yes. There's lots of mist. Yes. I really enjoy the mist everywhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's very spooky all the time. It is. Even in the middle of the day. I did a ghost walk um, there, and it was it was great. I love New Orleans. Wonderful that is, uh, storyteller. That genuinely is one place I would move and See, live. I wouldn't and didn't love it there, but I <gasps> didn't. No, I didn't. But I did enjoy certain things. I enjoyed the food. It's my kind of vibe down there. Um, it's really not mine, but I do have an appreciation for all that spooky history. I will say that. I just want to live next to an above ground cemetery. I think that'd be really cool. <laughs> I did see some cool cemeteries. I love a cemetery. Me too. Mm. So a Rougarou is, is a dark haired, long fanged beast with glowing red eyes. It has the head of a rabid wolf and the body of a man. He has a strong taste for human flesh, but it is unclear how one turns into a Rougarou or if Rougarou only prowls during a full moon. Oh, I like that there's not really like a how do you become one. There's there's differing opinions on this. Wolves are not native to Louisiana. Not at all. Which is why sometimes the wolves and the tails are replaced with dogs, pigs, or cattle and maybe sometimes described as pale white in color. Oh my god, like the thing from True Blood. That's what I was going to say. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah, well, no, yeah, the true... Oh, because that's a big-ass hog. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. And I mentioned True Blood a couple times. So anyway, the first mention of Rougarou actually comes from medieval France. Yes, you're about to get a history Medieval? Lesson. Yes. Oh, I thought you said a devil. No, medieval. <laughs> medieval, okay. Medieval. <laughs> now, as if there wasn't already enough to be afraid of, then, you know, like the plague... <laughs> True. The Loupgarou, which is what it was called then, L-O-U-P-G-A-R-O-U, which means werewolf in French, was roaming the streets. Anytime something bad happened to someone, they'd blame it on the Loupgarou. They'd find people who were acting strangely or someone hanging out in the woods and bring them into for a public trial. Sounds like Salem. They would ask the public if they believed the person was a Loupgarou, and of course they were going to agree, because if they didn't, then they might be accused as well. Oh, yeah. Well, that's not a very good environment no. to be cultivating. No. It's not a safe space. No. <laughs> French Catholics use of the loup as a way to instill fear. Shocking. They perpetu- Shock and yeah. awe that yeah. the Catholics are using yes. something to instill fear. 
They perpetuated the story that you would turn into a loop guru if you didn't follow the rules of Lent for seven consecutive years. Are you fucking kidding well, that's me? That's what happened to me. Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? That one's true. I have You fo- turn into a werewolf if you don't follow Lent for seven years. Well, I haven't followed what the rules. What about six? Of- Six, you're good. Yeah. Seven, you're fucked. Well, that's why I'm now a loop guru. I haven't, I haven't followed the rules in, in a decade. I always eat meat on Friday. Anyway. I mean, meat is delicious. God made meat. Why wouldn't he want us to I eat it? I just outed myself. Okay. so what? No one's coming for you, Aaron. No one's coming for you. Even though pancake dinner Fridays was always a fun thing when I was a kid. Anyway. Sorry. Sorry. But so, I digress. <laughs> yes. We've digressed a lot. Um, parents use it as a way to make their kids behave. Kids mm. were told that a loop guru would come and steal them away in the night if they got out of line. Oh, my parents told me similar things. You're going to get kidnapped if you yep. fuck up. It was Bigfoot, though. It was Bigfoot <laughs> in my in my neck of the woods. Oh, that's horrible. It wasn't my parents that told me that. It was no. my cousins. They used to tell me. Of course, me. the yeah. cousins. Yeah. The tale was also used to discourage children from playing in the very dangerous swamp, which makes sense. Okay, yeah, that makes much mm-hmm. more sense. One tale is about a boy who ran into a, now here's where it gets a little bit interchangeable. Rougarou and Loopgarou are basically the same thing. Yeah, probably one's in France. And yeah, one. yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so the boy was on his way home from a night out with friends. And as he walked home, a white dog followed him and kept nipping at his heels, antagonizing him. Oh, no. The boy became so annoyed that finally he took out a knife and slashed the dog's <gasps> throat. Well, the dog revealed himself then to be a man. And he told the boy that he had sold the soul to the devil for prosperity, but the devil tricked him, and he was turned into a Rougarou instead. He warned the boy that he must keep quiet about this encounter, or the boy would suffer the same fate. Well, the boy did not heed his warning. He told his family and friends, and he started disappearing from his room in the middle of the night. No one could find him until the morning, and when he would return to his room, he could offer no explanation of where he had been. This went on for about a year. One morning, the boy was found laying dead in the street. The police said it was a suicide, but his friends and family knew that there would soon be a new Rougarou roaming the streets. Oh, I don't like that one. I don't like the you keep my secret bullshit. I know. I don't like that. That's like some some grooming pedophile bullshit. Uh, When the French migrated to Canada and and the southern United States, they brought the story of Loop Guru which I says, I said, loop means wolf in French and garou comes from garolf, meaning wolf. Hence, this is how we get the story of the Louisiana werewolf, Rougarou. The name evolved into Rougarou to match the dialect of the southern United States, and the legend changed to match the times, but not a whole lot. The Rougarou makes his home in the swamps of the greater New Orleans area and in Acadenia, or eastern Canada's maritime provinces. Wow. He's thought to be a neighbor of the Honey Island swamp monster, also known as the Bigfoot of Louisiana swamps. The Honey Island what now? Swamp monster. Yes, please. How did I not come across Besties. that? Besties. I love that. In Cajun legends, Rougarou hunts down Catholics who don't follow rules of Lent. I told you that's what happened to me. <laughs> I, knew I just that, love the very spe- specificity of that's, Lent. That's the real reason you I can, don't like New Orleans. You can fuck up every other thing in Catholicism, <laughs> but you fuck up Lent, yep. that Rougarou is going to come fuck your life it's up. It's the real reason I will not be returning. Anyway. <laughs> so- <laughs> oh, people, I can't wait. Okay. So how do you become a Rougarou? Whereas I mentioned there's some 
there's some disagreement here. Some believe when a human gets bitten by a Ruguru that the Ruguru is under a 101-day curse that must be transferred to a, a very specific, that must be transferred to another human being within that time in order to get rid of the curse. I just feel like it's too specific yes. to not be real. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> these are very specific rules. So that's one belief. Some believe a human who has been cursed will not transform into a Ruguru until it actually consumes human flesh. Oh, I've heard that one Me before. Too. Another belief is that a Ruguru receives the curse from a witch. The witch will either become a Ruguru herself to pass to pass on the curse by biting a human, or will cast a spell on a human. In this case, only the witch can then remove the curse. Goddamn witches. It's not clear whether or not the curse could be permanently removed, has the ability to change upon will, or is forced into transformation during a full moon. So again, there's there's nothing concrete etched in stone here. So Ruguru is not just a wolf. He can shapeshift into any animal that lives in the bayou. True Bud fans out there know what we're talking about. This is from a published story in the, in the Louisiana Folklore Society. In 1971, Aruguru posed as a calf injured by a motorist on the highway. And when the driver got out of his vehicle, the calf vanished, and an uninjured man, supposedly Aruguru, walked away from the spot where the calf was hit. The Rougarou is not really as violent as the werewolves that are portrayed in movies. Huh. Rougarou prefers to wreak havoc by destroying property or passing the curse on to someone else so that it will leave him. Oh, interesting. According to legend, when a human comes into contact with Lukuru and sheds its blood, the Lukuru will reveal itself by changing back into a human being before it dies. It's like, okay, hi, it's me, Uncle Harold, you know, on his dying bed. Oh, you know. shit. Yeah. Um, and he then reveals his true identity, his true name. The savior is what the killer of a Lukuru is called. Um, and the savior is told, if you tell the story, you will also suffer the fate and turn into the creature. But if the savior remains quiet, he can go about his life as normal. Weird. Loop gurus are thought to be people that victims know, for instance, like a jealous former friend. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. How do you protect yourself from Ruguru? Yes, I need to know this. What do I need to carry? I think you mentioned this before with something, so you can't make this shit up. You can protect yourself from Ruguru by placing 13 small objects like beans or stones at your door. Apparently, when you change into a Ruguru, you lose your ability to count past Oh my 12. god, that's true! The Ruguru will try to count the objects, but won't be able to count them all. We'll get frustrated, and we'll keep trying to count them until the sun comes up. I think I did an episode where I talked about you werewolves did, or something. It was something like that. And it, and it was the same yeah. thing of like, nope, you can't count. Yep. Oh no, or was it the... Um, Oh, God, I'm imagining the episode where I was talking about, like, the, um... Uh, it definitely was a superstition kind It was of some thing. sort of superstition thing where it was, like, mm-hmm. not being turned into... Like, they just can't count that far or some like shit. Like a goblin or, like, something, yeah. like a Krampus-type thing. Well, anyway, he then, of course, has to flee because as the sun comes up, he has to, you know, hmm. be out of the sun, so... Fun facts. There is a rum in Louisiana inspired by Rougarou called Rougarou Rum. And there's a special praline favored version of the rum called 13 Pennies. Oh, interesting. That tastes like copper and death. What does that taste like? Exactly. There is an annual Rougarou festival that is now held each October in Huma. Um, The Audubon Zoo in New Orleans has a Rougarou exhibit, which includes a statue of Rougarou. 
the New Orleans Pelicans basketball team at one time thought about changing their name to the Rougarou. Shut up. That would have been fucking rad. The Rougarou is so ingrained in the culture that it has inspired the term for having a sleepless night. When someone tosses and turns, they say, I made the Rougarou last night. Okay. First of all, I want to go back. They need to change their name to the Rougarous yep. because the Pelicans is not intimidating. No. What are you going to do? Scoop up a bunch of fish? Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of and, here, Pelicans. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and the phrase fair loop guru is used to refer to someone who stays up all night and runs around town causing a disturbance. Like playing Rougarou. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Intriguing. So that was shapeshifter number one. So moral of the story is most of these things can't count. Yes. So just give it a lot of things to count. Yep. Hey. Confuse it. Fine by me. Yeah. Shapeshifter number two is Celtic in nature. It is the Irish puka, spelled P-O-O-K-A or P-U-C-A. Or P-U-K-A as well. And I really like this one. In Celtic tales, a puka is a phantom fairy creature. Puka is present in Ireland, Scotland, and Wales. Puka is actually a changeling and thought to be an animal spirit. Yeah. Puka must most likely comes from Pak, which means he goat in Irish. He goat. Yep. I love that. I'm calling people he goats all the time. You, you fucking he goat. Oh my god, that's gonna be my go-to road rage name now. Puka can take the shape of an animal or human forms. Dog, horse, cat, dog, bull, a young man, a you beautiful said dog woman. Twice. Did I? <laughs> I did. And I wrote it twice too. I don't know why that got me particularly. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's uh, what I do. The animal form of puka is usually jet black with fiery red or golden eyes. Puka can be associated with the devil. The mountains and hills are home to the puka. And depending on the region of Ireland that one lives in, puka can either be helpful or menacing. So yeah. here it gets a little murky. It's a lot of Irish shit is either yeah. really great yep. or yep. fucking terrible. Yes. I, yes. <laughs> For instance, sometimes he helps farmers and sometimes he wreaks havoc. I love that phrase, wreaks havoc. I've said it several times now. Yes, you have. <laughs> An encounter with Puka is generally thought to be a foretelling of impending doom. Puka is very cunning and his archetype is trickster. He's also a fertility spirit with th- that he has the power to both create and destroy. Mm-hmm. In addition to having like the Loki. ability of human speech, Puka is also a gifted prophesier. He's especially popular during Halloween season in Ireland. The boogeyman is actually a derivative of puka. And I'm completely blown away by this, but Easter Bunny is supposedly derived from puka as well. Shut up, that's horrifying. Since Easter Bunny is a fairy-like creature who brings chocolate eggs to children. Fuck the Easter Bunny. Sorry, I'm not about the Easter Bunny anymore. I don't like it either. Oh, I don't like that. Now it's terrifying to me. Uh Now it's like Benincula with the red Uh eyes. I don't want that. Uh I don't want that life. The Uh -uh. 1950 movie Harvey, which features a giant white bunny, was inspired by Puka. I think Jimmy Stewart was in that. The character of Puck in Midsummer's Night's Dream, as Puck often appears... Or, I'm sorry. um, Puck, who often through magic sets in motion many mm-hmm. of the events in the story. Um, Puka often appears as a horse and is often seen galloping around the Irish countryside, knocking down fences and destroying crops. So he's a jerk. So just an asshole. He's just, he's, he's got, like Loki. He's Gus in Norse yes, mythology. Yes, yes. Just a fucking asshole yes. that people have to deal with. Yep. Puka will target a drunk person and take them on a mischievous ride all night and then drop them off in the morning. I'm like, well, that explains a lot of things. That yeah. explains all my nights. That's hilarious. That explains all my nights in Ireland. 
The drunkard has no recollection of what happened. <laughs> yep. I'm sure not. The only man who successfully ever rode a puka, how does we how do we even know this? <laughs> was a high king named Brian Boruma Mac Senetig, who lived from 941 to 1014, also known as Brian Boru. Restaurant with great hamburgers. I have no idea what that is. Brian Boru is a. It's, we have Brian one. Brian Boru. Brian Boru. Yeah, there's one in. Never uh, heard of that before. It's either in Annapolis or Smyrna Park. I'm gonna Google that. What was successful about his ride? You might ask. Well, I don't. This sounds very sexual as I'm looking at it now. <laughs> Brian managed to control the puka's magic by using a special bridle that used three hairs of puka's tail. Brian was able to stay on puka's back until puka was finally worn down. So he fucked the horse. The king made Puka promise to stop attacking Christians and destroying their property. And he never attacked an Irishman again, except for drunkards and those who had evil intentions. Okay, so did he rape the horse? I'm confused. I don't know. I'm so confused. I just Googled that. I've never seen that place before. It's, it's in Severna Park. Yeah, it's good. I ate there a few few weeks ago. I ate there on Good Friday. <laughs> did you eat meat? No, I actually did have fish and chips that day. Shapeshifter number three is Kitsune. Kitsune. Now, Kitsune, for those of you who know anything about anime, I, and I do not, is very popular in anime. For mm -hmm. example, in anime, Yu Yu Hakusha, the main character... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It, yeah, my notes. Okay. For example, the anime character Yu Yu Hakusha. The main character in Naruto's... Naruto. No, Naruto's main source of power is nine tails. Mm -hmm. And in Pokemon, there's a fire type power of nine tails. So, and there's a Pokemon named Nine Tails. All right. Great. See, I know nothing about this. Well, he even shows up in Sonic the Hedgehog. Vulpix, but anyway, sorry. Um, even in Sonic the Hedgehog, in the character of Miles Tails Power. Mm -hmm. So a Kitsune is a Japanese fox who can have up to nine tails depending on its age, wisdom, and power. I like this one. Kitsune's supernatural powers are thought to increase with age. And it is true, as my supernatural powers are increasing with every year. According okay. to Lokai folklore, all foxes have the ability to shapeshift into human form. Some folklore portrays foxes as tricksters, while some portray them as loyal friends and lovers. In ancient Japan, foxes and humans lived very closely together. Kitsune became associated with Inari, a spirit, and they serve as its messengers. Most tales about kitsune are about them punishing wicked priests, greedy merchants, and drunkards. A kitsune conf confuses his target by making phantom sounds, stealing from them, or humiliating them in public by tricking them or possessing them. Some mental illness has been attributed to kitsune possession. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with the term foxfire? Mysterious fires and lights in the sky have been linked to the magic of kitsune. Kitsune loves to harass humans with their shape-shifting abilities. They transform into giants or monsters, sometimes just for shits and giggles, but sometimes for more evil purposes. They can transform into the exact likeness of a person, sometimes in the guise of a beautiful woman, to play tricks on men. The result is sometimes a marriage with an unwitting human. That really explains a lot. You know those couples where you go, what the hell? Yeah, Kitsune. Kitsune. That's going to be my new thing. Somebody when somebody doesn't I think, was, I think there was also a kitsune in um sorry, on a side hand note on that uh show recently that was based off of the um HP Lovecraft. What was that called? Oh yeah, I know what um, you mean. 
Ugh, people are shouting it and I can't remember what it's called, but there was a kitsune on that. Sorry. Side tangent. No, probably was. Um, some kitsune spend most of their lives as a human and even take on human jobs and raise families. When a kitsune is startled or drunk, their disguise can fail. A tail or patch of fur or fangs might give them away. Hate when that happens. I hate when that happens. It's just your wife forgot to shave her mustache or dye her mustache. It's not really a kitsune. All right, bad joke. Ew. So regular kitsune looks similar to your average fox, but kitsune yokai can have many tails and can be bipedal. In human form, a kitsune is usually very attractive. The most popular kitsune in mythology is Tamamo no Me, which, which means lady duckweed. She lived during the Heian period, 794 to 1185. She was a nine-tailed magical fox and one of the most powerful yokai that ever lived. She planned to kill the emperor and take his place. She was not successful, but she did manage to destabilize the country, leading to one of the most important civil wars in Japanese history. I, I sound like I know what I'm talking about, don't I? I'm going to assume that this is the, Gen, the, the Genpai War, which occurred between 1180 and 1185. I am not an expert in Japanese military history, but the war was a culmination of decades-long dispute between two clans over control of the imperial court. Don't ask me to elaborate. I will sound like the ignorant, uninformed person that I am. If you know anything about Japanese imperial history, though, please send us an email. <laughs> at 31 nights of scary shit at gmail.com. <laughs> um, so the Kitsune Inari is actually a different creature than regular Kitsune. Mm -hmm. The Inari is known as a messenger of the gods and a protector of shrines. These creatures act as mediums between the human and celestial world, and they often protect humans and, place, and places and can ward off evil. And you can see that particular kitsune by watching Inuyasha, which is a very, uh, it's a very popular um, uh, anime. Cool. Shapeshifter number four, Encantado. Encantado? Which means charmed. Oh. And this is from Brazil. Oh, Brazil! Encantado is a legendary creature of Brazil. They live in a deep underwater realm known as Encante. They are a type of dolphin or sea snake that, that can up. shift into human form. It's a dolphin? Maybe. I'm about that life. Okay. They are seductive, have Ooh. superior musical abilities, and are attracted to parties. So they're Brazilian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if I offended anyone from Brazil. No, you didn't. They're all really good-looking people. They are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I say this later. So, um, it's rare for the creature to transform into human form, but when it does, it's usually at night. And while it's in human form, Encantado wears a hat to hide its bulging forehead. What? Encantado does not disappear when shape-shifting and is known to haunt humans and control storms. Oh, I don't like that. They use mind-controlling techniques and can inflict physical and mental illness and even death. No, I don't like that. They are known to kidnap humans, so many villagers won't go near the Amazon River at night. Oh, well, that's probably a good idea. Oh, my God, Amazon. Oh, the pink dolphins. Yeah. However, Encantado is known as a friend to fishermen. They help with fishing and safely conducting canoes through storms. According to folklore, every year at Festival Geneva, or June Festival, <laughs> Encantado shifts from a pink river dolphin into a young man in white garments. He wears a hat to cover the unchanged blowhole, which would just look really horrifying. On the top of his head I or on his forehead? I, I, I'd I love to know where the blowhole is. In human form, the Encantado attends festivities and seduces, kidnaps, and impregnates young women. 
I mean, do your thing, man. Yeah. I mean, it is said if you meet a handsome stranger at a festival, it's more than likely Encantado. Yes, that is true. Okay. Honestly, these just seem like very good ways of keeping people safe. Don't go by the river at night. Don't fucking leave with random strangers. Most of the handsome men I meet shave shift back into assholes. So, <laughs> so. Were they ever not assholes? Just though? saying. These encantados have been known to show up in Rio de Janeiro, Salvador, and the Philippines. And I'm just going to say it. Most Brazilian men are handsome. So are they all this encantado? Most that I've seen are... The only Brazilian people I'm thinking of are women. <laughs> They're very attractive. Well, all the so. women are hot, but yeah. yeah. This sounds like an excuse, really, for men just being assholes. Oh, it's in Cantado. No, they're just being assholes. Yeah. They also show up at resorts at vacation spots all around the globe. I don't think it's a... <laughs> I think it's just I don't Brazilian think, men. I don't think it's a Brazilian oh. thing. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. That concludes my shape-shifting report. My shape-shifting report? <laughs> And that concludes my shape-shifting report. Yeah, like I'm standing in, front of my, standing in front of my 7th grade class. And that concludes my report. Um, I just couldn't pull off the shape-shifter of each continent. It was a goal. I didn't need it. So I got Europe in there, North America, South America, and uh, Asia. There you go. You got it all. I didn't get Australia and Africa in there. Maybe another episode I can do Australia and Africa. There you go. I like that I idea. I don't hear much about Australian shapeshifters. Do you? Um, I feel like there's probably stories about them because it seems like there's stories of them on every continent, like vampires and shit like that, too. They're probably just all crocodiles there. Like, what? Well, that's, that's, I feel like it can't be a koala bear, maybe. Because oh. they're kind of big dicks. You know koalas are like violent, oh, vicious creatures. I, well, that's a great thing. To they, be get, they get high on eucalyptus and then fuck people up. Um, so oh anyway. Oh my gosh, yeah. Or like, I don't think they need legends because they have the most horrifying wildlife on the planet they do. there. They do. So I don't think they need to make up any stories. That's they true. just uh, just need to be like, see that spider? Enough said. 100% true. See that car-sized reptile? Enough said. Yeah. <laughs> so true you see that bug that's gonna suck your face off done yeah you know i don't think they need to come up with <laughs> so their cryptids are just real they're not cryptids they're just actual animals yeah, actual... <laughs> that actually exist or plants for that matter plants yeah yeah so anyway that was a great great episode well you know it was i liked it well i like a kitsune that was that was i like uh and any story that references anime i'm about it I know you've done. I I know you. I mentioned, didn't do Kitsune. But did you mention? It I before? mentioned it. I mentioned okay, it because because I'm as I was looking it up. I'm like I know I've heard this, but it could have been other people referencing anime because it's, I've it's a popular one. Both Ruguru and Kitsune on multiple episodes because I think it's come up when we've talked about mm-hmm. other things where I've been like, oh, that's like ba 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 ba. Yeah. Um. Well, I know a lot of people who are into anime, and I think that's why I recognize Kitsune. Yeah, it's in a lot of anime and sometimes it's in like the anime that's like practically porn and you're like Ooh, this is uh, weird. Yeah. yeah you know where i'm going with that yeah. we don't need to go i mean to each their own is what i'm gonna say i don't yeah. want to offend anybody you know whatever people like to watch they like to watch um but sometimes you're like oh i'm just gonna watch this anime and then you're like oh i'm gonna turn this off now <laughs> because this is not what i anticipated it being yeah. um which is fine again to each their own but sometimes i just want to watch a fun anime and then it's like not that and you're like oh okay yeah we're just gonna go down that rabbit hole um but that's fine 
No, that was a great episode. I like shapeshifting. I think when I talked about werewolves, I talked about Rougarou. You probably too. did. Um, but anyway, and I've talked about a couple of different Asian scary things. Yes. Um <laughs> Yeah, that was that was that's a scary one with the jaw that's missing. You always do really s- scary ones. I do do usually really horrifying ones, like shit that like eats people's faces and literally eats people's faces. <laughs> yes, um, or sucks them to the point where sucks them dr- <laughs> um, yeah. sucks their blood to the point that they're just a husk. Remember that when yes. I was describing it, I was like, they're just a husk of a person, <laughs> and I could feel the sound. Of what that would make. And it yeah. was horrifying to me. Yep. Um, yeah, Gus didn't like it either. He ran away. Yes. Um, he hated that. Um, but he loved your episode because it was equally terrifying. I think Gus is a shapeshifter. I hope he's not. Now I'm not going to sleep. Because now I'm going to think he's a shapeshifter. Oh, I did want to shout out um, Moth Mommy. Um, my tattoo artist that tattooed my really rad death's head hawk moth on my leg. She did a rad job. You should all check her out at, at moth mommy. Just, I don't know why it reminded me of shapeshifting because of this, but anyway. No, I can um, see why. It's related. It makes sense. But yeah. Um, well, I guess the next episode you'll hear from us is going to be scary historical shit. Yes. So get, I'm excited about get that. Get jazzed, man. I'm, I'm pumped. pumped. Do I start the month? Wait a minute. Yes, you do. Oh, shit. It's going to be something good then. I'm going to pick something good. And it's going to be even better because there's going to be a special announcement. Yes. On that episode. Special a special announcement. announcement. Yeah. Um, not about our podcast in any way. <laughs> but no. it's about my personal life. So that's going to be very exciting. No, I'm not pregnant. No, she's not pregnant. I just feel like anytime a woman says it's I about know. my personal life. Not all like, of us oh, aspire to that. No. Yeah, no. Um, just clarifying. I'm not dying and I'm not pregnant. Covered the basis of what people would assume is going to happen. But anyway, I don't know why I would think that would be an exciting thing to announce. But anyway, there's going to be an exciting announcement along with a historical story that I think I'm going to pick... That's going to be super rad. I'm not 100% certain we got to talk about it, whether or not it fits into the category or not. But anyway, just make sure that you stay spooky. Bye.